0: This is MSCI Perspectives, your source for weekly research insights as investors respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is May 14th, 2020. This week, index reviews. It's what allows index providers to make adjustments to their indexes to make sure they still precisely reflect the investment universe. Given recent volatility, some investors were asking whether too much had changed too quickly for reviews to proceed. For answers about why MSCI went forward with their scheduled review and the methodology behind it, we spoke with Craig Feldman, Global Head of Index Management Research. Thanks for joining us, Craig.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We're talking today about a routine event, but this pandemic has upended most routines.
1: How's it been for you? For my family, um, it's been nice because I obviously have my daughter home who's not, I'm not usually a... Uh, afforded the opportunity to be with every day. We eat together as a family more consistently, which in normal workflow, uh, we never had the opportunity to do. And so uh, it's been a really nice sort of re-engagement in the family unit.
0: Some silver linings for sure. But let's turn to the main topic, MSCI's semi-annual index review.
1: Yeah, sure. Maybe just to take a step back on sort of an overall perspective of the maintenance of our global investable market indexes. You know, we look to maintain them with a central objective of, of always trying to reflect the evolution of the underlying equity markets and the segments within those equity markets on a very, very timely basis. Uh, we're always looking to have continuity of our indexes while maintaining continuous investability of our constituents, the replicability of those indexes, and maintaining a stable index with low index turnover.
0: How do these reviews work?
1: Our general index review cycle is on a quarterly basis. The semi-annual index reviews that occur in May and November are usually more impactful and more in-depth across our global index offering. And that occurs when we, we update the indexes on the basis of a fully refreshed and reviewed investable equity universe as a whole. We also look to take formulaic buffer rules into consideration so that we mitigate migration of securities across size segments and again, try to limit turnover. And again, ultimately, it's to have this timely reconstitution uh, of securities within our indexes to reflect the evolution of equity markets. And the buffers exist to? To control index turnover. We have multiple buffers that we put in place to try to restrict appropriately inclusion, exclusion, and migration of securities between size segments.
0: And restricting turnover can help keep transaction costs down for portfolios linked to a given index. That's right. What did turnover look like compared to past reviews?
1: The use of these buffers, just to sort of stay on that topic, within the the most recent semi-annual index review in May 2020, led turnover to be really in line with, with past May semi-annual index reviews. And relative market volatility that was clearly increased really had no significant impact uh, on overall turnover um, relative to other crisis and, and, and May semi-annual index review period. So I think, again, that points to the Uh, really the consistency and robustness of our methodologies in terms of managing uh, these types of situations.
0: Given all the volatility we've seen the last few months, did you and your team ever consider postponing?
1: Postponing or the cancellation of any index review is really an exceptional uh, and extreme type of scenario, and certainly not the rule. One of the things that have been uh, continuous and robust throughout this process, and certainly through these uh, more volatile and... um, uh, and extreme times uh, has been the dimensions by which we you know view market conditions. one of them centrally functions on or focused on market functioning, um, the second facet focused on market liquidity uh, and the third on what we call data availability which which looks at both data quality and availability and as we made those assessments on those three dimensions outside of a few markets that that stayed closed, we really didn 't see that that the current impact of of, of any market closures or or anything idiosyncratic to a given market was enough to warrant not proceeding with the index review, and the same went through for uh, our assessment of overall market liquidity uh, and the quality, consistency, and availability of the data uh, that fuels the index review.
0: But there were some markets where you felt postponement made sense.
1: Yeah, sure. So we um, in our in our announcement that we made, uh, there were a few markets where we decided not to put forth any specific changes or restricted any changes from going through in the May SAR because um, these markets had prolonged stock closures. Those markets were Bangladesh, Jordan, and, and Sri Lanka. And the other market for which we uh, noted exceptional treatment of not putting through um, changes uh, that resulted from the uh, May semiannual index review really was in Nigeria. That, in fact, though, was due to Uh, deterioration of liquidity in in its FX market.
0: For markets that did go through the process, what can you tell us about the results?
1: I think overall, the consistency of of the methodology and and what came through in terms of the index review, both in terms of turnover and results, wasn't necessarily overly exceptional. I think one thing maybe to note without getting too specific at the company level was clearly, given the the COVID-19 pandemic, you did see certain sectors, industries and sub-industries um, have a noted impact in terms of um, either you know, performance upward or, or underperformance uh, based on the industry and, and, and how it sort of came through this uh, these initial months of the pandemic. So certainly as companies rallied in certain sectors, um, you know, whether it be healthcare or certain subsets of communications... Uh, and they met the investability and liquidity standards to be included, um, they were part of our additions. You know, as other companies, whether it be in the airline sectors or others that might have been more impacted uh, on the downside, um, that was reflected as well in terms of some deletions or migrations uh, from uh, between size segments. So I think, again, you know, overall, I think the consistency of, of what we expected in the review, you know, held. and And I think one of the things... Uh, That was, again, more event-driven was with some of the results and how they sort of correlated to uh, some of the industries that were more impacted or not uh, from the pandemic.
0: And as you mentioned earlier, the turnover was nothing unusual. Correct. Looking ahead to next month, MSCI will release the results of its annual market classification review. How does that one differ?
1: The market classification review and, and, and the accessibility review are both done on an annual cycle um, the classification review, something very, very central uh, and visible for MSCI, and it really has to do with our market classification framework <clears throat> in terms of how we classify markets into developed markets, emerging markets, or frontier markets, uh, and below that, you know, our standalone classification. The review that we do in accessibility um, transcends into that classification uh, review as well because while we do look at the depth and breadth of the respective universes across the developed market, emerging market uh, and frontier market classifications, a lot of the, the focus, review and due diligence has to do with market accessibility on a number of different fronts to make sure that investors can obviously go in, set up accounts, execute um, that there's not you know consistent intervention, um, by government authorities that there's no restrictive measures in the FX market or capital controls, and so as we review markets uh, for potential either uh, reclassification uh, as an upgrade or a downgrade, obviously we take into those uh, those factors into account uh, as per the methodology, and then make our announcement uh, each successive June. This June we'll be announcing, uh, and we continue to consult right now with market participants on the potential reclassification of the MSCI Iceland index from standalone to frontier markets uh, and we also uh, are consulting around the replicability and market classification of the MSCI Argentina indexes
0: consulting with market participants how much has that changed
1: yeah i think it's a great question i mean consultation and and reach out to market participants is really a cornerstone of our philosophy here uh, it's the preface any methodological uh, directive change that we put forth. And certainly in market classification, uh, it's one of the real high times for which we uh, research that is go out on the road, speak to clients directly, uh, get their feedback. And honestly, it goes into our uh, ultimate decisions on uh, what we announce in terms of the market classification review. Obviously, this year, that'll be a little bit different, uh, given we won't go on the road necessarily and, and travel extensively uh, across regionally to see our clients in person around some of these. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, the continuity of the communication we've maintained to them, the reach out we've done gives us a lot of confidence that we'll be able to get the appropriate feedback uh, from the appropriate clients and give everyone a voice as they, all, as they always have. Anecdotally, it might be a better thing uh, to not see them in person, given the very prolific beard I have grown uh, over the last two months. But all kidding aside, uh, we feel confident we'll get the uh, appropriate level and depth of feedback we always do.
0: So all in all, it sounds like, despite all the upset routines of late, this index review was pretty much business as usual?
1: Um, No, I mean, I think, you know, again, through managing through this index review, uh, has been exceptional in, in some circumstances, given the, the backdrop for which we did it. Uh, but I think ultimately, uh, again, the consistency and the robustness of our methodologies, the continuity for which they're applied, and our consistency as well of communication uh, to be transparent with our client base through the entire process uh, has really yielded a lot of positive benefits uh, that we can take throughout um, this crisis and beyond.
0: That's all for this week. Thanks to Craig and to all of you for joining us. If you have a moment, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe so you can stay up to date on our latest episodes and insights. For more from MSCI, check out our ESG Now podcast with new episodes each Friday. And as always, you can follow us on the MSCI LinkedIn page and please bookmark www.msci.com slash coronavirus for all our crisis-related content. Until next week, I'm your host, Adam Bass, and this is MSCI Perspectives. Stay safe, everyone.